Well, in mid-February, I took my daughter Aaliyah to a playground near our house. And after playing on the playground for a bit, she decided to go down the slide. And when she climbed up the playground and made it to the top of the slide, uh, top of the slide platform, she was startled to see right at the top of the slide a dead bee. Now, in our family, we've talked a lot about how bees are really important to the environment, how they need our help to protect them and to help them thrive again. I've even thought about getting a, a beehive for our, our backyard. And so I climbed onto the playground and I joined her at the top of the platform. I picked up the bee and I held it in my hand. And my daughter, with a, a little bit of disappointment in her voice, asked, is it dead? And with a little bit of disappointment in my voice, I responded with, yeah, it's dead. And it might sound like a, a strange thing because I had no real emotional attachment to that bee. But holding that lifeless bee brought up a, a whole range of emotions for me. You see, ever since my sister died a year and a half ago, Aaliyah and I have had so many conversations about life and death. Some really beautiful and rich conversations and some really difficult and hard ones. And for me, as I held that lifeless bee, it brought up all of this disappointment and emotion in me because it felt like in my mind, ah, here's just a, another conversation that we have to have about loss. For me, that bee was a, was a picture of all the places in my own story where I felt disappointment, loss, and have held death. And maybe if you're here today, you can resonate with that experience of, of holding loss or holding death. Whether it's the, the death of a, of a dream that you have for your life, the, the death of a career, or maybe even the death of a loved one. What do you do about death? What do you do about death? It's that very question that's at the center of the Easter story. Prior to his own death, Jesus had experienced the, the loss and the pain of his good friend Lazarus who had died. And as he joins the grieving family, he offers a, a response, an answer to the question, what do you do about death? When in John chapter 11, he says this, in verses 25 and 26, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? In the loss of his friend Lazarus, Jesus says something that might sound unusual to us here today and was probably equally unusual to his first audience who heard these words from him. He declares that he is the resurrection and the life. Now this statement was probably lost on his followers when Jesus himself was crucified and killed on what we now call Good Friday. But his ability to say and make such a statement that he is the resurrection and the life is found in the fact that Jesus is one who knows death very well. On Good Friday, Jesus was killed and his death had appeared to bring an end to his movement. Jesus had been teaching people about God and, and performing miracles and healing people. And he'd started growing this, this mass following of people who started to, to look to him as this political revolutionist who was going to save them from all the oppressive hands of the day. But all of their hopes and all of their dreams and all of their optimism was, were completely crushed when he was killed 
on Good Friday. All that they had hoped that was in store for their future came to a, a complete stop at his death. And rather than being filled with hope and optimism, they were filled with darkness and despair. And it's here that the Easter story connects to every single one of us. Because regardless of what you think about God, all of us know what it's like to experience disappointment, to be hurt, and to hold loss. Whether it's the, the loss of a, of a family dynamic that you were hoping for to be restored or, or revitalized, whether it's a, the loss of a, of a job or even loss of your own health as it deteriorates. We all know what it's like to endure loss and hold disappointment. And it's the reality of death that is the beginning of the Easter story. Ernest Becker, who is a professor at SFU and a Pulitzer Prize winning author, points out that every fear we have can be traced back to our fear of death. That every fear we have can be traced back to our ultimate fear of death. So whether it's our, our fear of, of COVID-19, whether it's the ongoing war in Ukraine, whether it's our economic uncertainty, all the things that keep us up at night and that weigh heavy on our hearts can all be traced down to our ultimate fear of death. For me, I remember a number of years ago having a, a, a night when I was going to bed and feeling a, a great deal of anxiety and fear. As I was lying in bed, for whatever reason, I started to think about my own mortality. And I started to think about sleep and how when you lie in bed, you, you sort of just wait for sleep to come. You wait for it to take over you. And the fear and anxiety started to grow when I started to think about the idea, what if I don't wake up this time? What if this is the, the last time I wait for sleep to come? And the more I thought about that, my mind began to race and my heart began to beat as I started to, to think about my own mortality and what it means to experience life and what it means to experience death. Every fear we have can be traced back to our ultimate fear of death. What do you do about death? This thing that all of us will face at some point or another in our stories and this thing that is completely out of our control. On Good Friday, Jesus was killed and his body was taken off the cross and placed into a tomb. And a large stone was rolled in front of it. And if that were the end of the story, it'd be pretty disappointing and pretty discouraging. And the answer to the question, what do you do about death, would be absolutely nothing. But thankfully for us, the story doesn't end there but it continues. And from the scriptures that Asher read earlier in the service, we hear an account of after his burial, three days later, some followers of Jesus go to pay their respects at the tomb. And when they come to the tomb, they're met with this incredible surprise. The, the large stone has been rolled away and the body of Jesus is no longer there. Perplexed and confused, they're met by two angels who say to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. And feeling confused and maybe even a, a bit hopeful, they run from the tomb and they bump into the risen Jesus. And Jesus offers these words of, of greetings to them. And their hearts are overfilled with love and joy and delight that they fall at his feet and they begin to worship him. Jesus has done the impossible. He's risen from the dead. 
His resurrection is the, the tipping point for where Easter begins to have this wonderful surprise. His resurrection is this movement of, of growing from despair to hope, darkness to light, and death to life. Now, the idea of rising from the dead might sound like a, a hard thing to wrap our minds around here in 2022. But this is what makes this story so monumental. When you consider the, the empty tomb, when you think about these early witnesses, many of whom went to their death believing this account, and you witness the, the number of followers of Christ here and around the world who have had this personal encounter with the resurrected Christ, it adds to the, the validity of this grand Easter story of Jesus doing the impossible and rising from the dead. Christ continued the movement that God began from the beginning of time, showing that he wasn't just a, a man who lived 2,000 years ago, but he truly was God in flesh. And at his resurrection, his followers are likely reminded of these words that he said in John, where he says, I am the resurrection and the life. And for Jesus, this isn't just a, a statement that he says about himself, a nice poetic phrase that's in your Bible. But for Jesus, this is a lived truth. He lives into these words by rising from the dead. And the beauty of his resurrection is that it wasn't just for himself. Jesus didn't rise from the dead so that he could have a, a second go at life. But no, he rises from the dead. He resurrects because it's meant to be shared with all humanity. It's a resurrection to be shared with us. Jesus says, if, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. He says that if we believe in him, we will live that death will not be the end of our story. He says, if you believe in me, meaning if you say, if you believe that I am who I said I was, if you believe that I truly am God in flesh, if you believe my work on the cross, that I came to, to die for all the shortcomings that I do and that we do collectively to push away God and to push away people. He said, if you believe in me and you welcome my grace, my forgiveness and my mercy, then resurrection is yours. Life is yours. And we experience resurrection in the here and now, meaning that we live more into the people that we were created to be, existing with greater hope, joy, and love in every area of our life. You know, since that sleepless, anxious night where I was thinking about my own death, I've had many other moments like that where I've thought about my own mortality and, and what it means to live and what it means to, 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 to one day experience death. And in those moments, I come back to, to promises like these where I hear Jesus saying to me, the one who believes in me will live even though they die. And in those moments, I reorient my heart and my mind to the, to the God that I worship. I fix my attention back on the one who conquered death. And I quietly say to myself, God, I, I trust you. Even if I can't fully understand it, even if it doesn't make complete sense, God, I trust you. And there's this sense in which this overwhelming peace comes over me and my heart is able to settle and my mind is able to be at ease because of the resurrected Christ. The resurrection offers us something here and now. It offers us a life that we can live in this world right now. But the promise that we will not die also points forward. It points forward to a life beyond this world where when we take our final breath in this life, 
If we believe in the risen Christ, we will be ushered into a new reality forever existing with God himself. Death does not become the end, but it is a doorway through a whole new reality existing with our maker. When you ask the question, what do you do about death? Jesus says, believe in me. Trust the one who has conquered death and done something about it. For all of us here today, the resurrection is offered as a gift so that we might experience resurrection in our stories. Many of you would know Carmen and Ingo Moxon, uh, and they're part of our community here, and they've given me permission to share just a part of their story and what this has looked like in their story. In November, both of Carmen's parents were diagnosed with COVID-19. And after being admitted into the hospital and doctors doing everything in their power, unfortunately, both of of Carmen's parents passed away in just a a few short days of each other. And as their family was was trying to wrap their minds around what had just happened and this great loss that they had incurred, just a, a few short days later, Ingo's father passed away. In the span of, of two weeks, they lost three parents, three important people in their family's larger story, three people that they cared about deeply in such a short amount of time. If you've ever lost a, a loved one, then you know how your life is never the same afterwards, that you start to see the world completely different through another lens. And as your world is turned upside down and as you're trying to make sense of, of a life without that individual there, it's very, very difficult. Now imagine that times, times three and experiencing that all in the span of a couple of weeks. And you might get a, a small window into the great loss that this family is holding together. And over the last few months, it's been filled with a lot of emotion, a lot of tears, and a lot of questions for God. But even in this difficult season, and while they're very much still in grief, very much still wrapping their minds around what's happened, there's signs of of hope being experienced. During this difficult time, they feel like they are being held by the very love of God. They feel God holding them and his ability to care for them through the people that he's put in their lives, through friends and community, whether it's through messages, meals, or just people being present. They felt God holding them during this difficult time. And they feel God holding them in their ability to, to get through each and every day, to face each day with, with strength and courage because of God's enabling spirit to enable them too. They feel held by the, by, the very resurrection, by the very Christ that we're celebrating here today. And their hope also hangs in the scriptures. In scriptures like the one we just read where Jesus says, the one who believes in me will live even though they die. Because their parents were followers of Christ. And the hope that Carmen and Ingo hang on to is that even though their parents have died, they live. That right now they are existing and living the full reality of what it means to live beyond death. They're living what it means to experience the resurrected Christ as they enjoy eternity with their maker. And their family story is, 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 a, is a hard one and it's, it's so complicated but it's a beautiful picture of what Easter offers each and every one of us. Hope in the midst of tragedy, the ability to to get through each day 
because of the resurrection of Christ. Their story hasn't been easy and there's still a long way to go in, in healing. But the experience of being held by God is what Easter is what it's all about. Easter says that death is not the end, that death does not win, but life continues. Pastor and author Tim Keller put it like this when he said, Christ's resurrection not only gives you hope for the future, it gives you hope to handle your scars right now. And through Christ, we're able to stand through life's hardest and most difficult moments. Following Christ doesn't mean a life absent of pain and free from suffering, but it does promise a life where the resurrected Christ holds us and sustains us through life's worst moments. An author named Catherine Green McCrate says, suffering is not eliminated by the resurrection, but transformed by it. And the cross is a, is a symbol of death. It was an execution tool used in the Roman Empire for criminals. And this flower cross that's been constructed here today is a picture of what resurrection is all about. Where Jesus takes the brokenness of our lives, the disappointments that we endure, the sin of our stories, and even the death that we will one day experience. And he transforms it into something new, something beautiful, something alive. And this is the, the hope of the resurrection that we sing about and celebrate at Easter. You know, over the last few months, we've been exploring the different I am statements of Jesus. We've been exploring how Jesus is the light of the world, the good shepherd, and all these other bold things that Jesus said about himself. And if Jesus were to, to be, remain, remain dead in the tomb, then these statements would be just that. They'd be statements from a, a Jewish man who lived 2,000 years ago. But it's because of his resurrection that these statements are seen in a completely different light. They're held together by Jesus as lived truth. Because of his resurrection, Jesus can no longer be kept in the category of good and moral teacher. He can't be kept in the category of a guy who did a bunch of nice things a long time ago and had a bunch of good ideas. But his resurrection validates the fact that he is God in flesh, coming to offer life to the world, to offer this free gift of life to anyone who believes in him. There's a passage of scripture that offers a, a future picture of what believing in Jesus does to us. And it's found in the, the final book of scripture in Revelation, where it says, he, being Jesus, will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And death shall be no more, neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. If we believe in Jesus Christ, then our death will not be the end but we will exist forever in a world where there is no pain, no sickness, and where death is completely undone. And I don't know about you, but this is the, the type of hope that I need for my life. This is the, the type of, of God that I need to be drawn towards and to be reminded of, of the one who sees me and knows me and cares deeply about my world. The reason we celebrate Easter, the reason it's, it's good news is because it's a, a promise of life to all those who receive it. Easter is a gift offered to all humanity, to all of us here today. You know, after finding that, that lifeless bee at the park with Aaliyah, I suggested to her that we stop playing and maybe go and find a place to bury it. And we, as we were walking to find a place to bury it, as I was holding it, I felt a, a breeze come in. It made it look like one of the, the legs were moving. And so I stopped and I paused and I, and I looked closely and sure enough, the leg was moving. And I called Aaliyah quickly over, and as I held this bee, 
we watched it after a few minutes and realized that this bee wasn't dead, but it had just gone likely dormant because of the cold, and that the warmth of my hand was, was making it come too. And we stood there for a few minutes and just watching it, this bee with its legs moving and eventually the, the wings starting to flutter. And we got so excited that we, we wanted to run back home and, and tell my son Josiah and my wife Amber. So we jumped on our bikes and we rode home. And if you've ever ridden a bike while holding a bee, it's difficult. But we made it home. And we got a, I got a little container and I, and I put the bee in and put it uh, towards some sunlight where it could start to warm up again. And it was amazing to see this bee that, that we thought was dead not only begin to, to crawl, but slowly begin to, to move quite, quite fast in the container and eventually gain enough strength to, to fly out of the container and out of our yard. Now, I know that this wasn't the resurrection of a bee. That, that this, was a, this was a dormant bee coming to. But the, the delight, the shock, and the joy that Aaliyah and I experience, we looked at each other with big eyes, with disbelief, with wonder, with joy. There was a sense of like, we, we, we can't believe what we're seeing. And that's what Easter is all about. It's about unexpected surprises. It's about joy being found even in death.